Finding your healthy you should look like freedom. Join me as we discover healthy, life-giving practices and build a lifestyle that you love. In God's strength, we do this one day at a time. You're listening to episode number 96 of The Beautiful Day Project. Stress can play a huge role in how our body fights for healthy changes. In today's episode, I want to break down both the biological and the mental components of this and then give you some great tips for curbing that stress, even when there might be factors in your life that you don't have 100% control over. (laughs) Life is busy and the world is chaotic, so understanding stress and then working to curb the effects it has on you is very important, especially for all you sweet sisters out there that are trying to lose weight or make healthy changes. Are you ready to jumpstart your weight loss, but you don't know how to get started? I've coached a lot of women just like you, but for each one, for each woman, their journey is unique. I created a weight loss path quiz that I would really love for you to take, and it's going to give you free direction and tips for reaching that goal. You've got this, my sweet sister. Just go to lauraarmandaris.com forward slash quiz. I want to begin today by letting you know that I am very, very accustomed to stress, both like the big, scary things that might happen in life and the normal wear and tear day-to-day stresses that happen. Just as kind of an explanation um, or just like let you see where I'm coming from, I want to tell you about my youngest daughter's epilepsy. So in 2017, Michaela developed epilepsy. And if you're the parent or a family member of someone with epilepsy, or if you have epilepsy yourself, I just want to send you armfuls of love right now. You know, through all the trauma that my family has been through, and we've been through some things. We've had a, we had a very difficult pregnancy. Um, We lost loved ones, including a baby. Um, We've had babies in the NICU. And of course, we've had a child with medical complexities and special needs. I have to say that through all of that, epilepsy was the hardest thing we have ever gone through. So if you know someone with epilepsy or you, you yourself have epilepsy, I just... I understand, and I hope that you are supportive and loving towards those that are dealing with that because it is truly difficult. There's just something about that constant vigilance, not knowing when a seizure is going to hit or how hard or long it's going to be, what are the after effects going to be like. That was really rough. So from the beginning of 2017 to about the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, Michaela had a lot of really terrible nocturnal seizures that were very, very difficult to stop. Once once the seizures began, they were difficult to stop. We took multiple ambulance rides and air care flights, and we stayed in children's hospitals trying to figure it out if she could qualify for different therapies or procedures that might help. I mean, it was it was really, really rough. So whenever I work with women who are undergoing seasons of stress or even just simply coping with the normal wear and tear stress of their life, I always approach them with a standpoint of empathy. There are things you will go through that you 
it's stressful, right? And and you're not going to be able to just have a stress-free life. But knowing what to do within that season or within what you do is super important for everybody to learn. Today, I want to first help you understand why working on your stress levels is important for your body and your mind. And then I want to give you some practical tools that will help. And remember, this is important. Um, so many women, they, they, who like, okay, for example, want to lose weight, they concentrate so much on what they're putting in their mouth, but then they keep breaking their diets because of their stress levels. They're trying to comfort themselves with food or ease stress with food, ease pressure with food. So working on the actual stress is a complete, complete, hear me, game changer. Okay, first of all, when we are stressed out, our muscles tighten. Our digestive system might slow down or speed up like struggling with diarrhea and our cortisol levels rise and that puts our whole physical system on red alert. Some women find that they might struggle to lose weight in this state and they have a much higher levels of cravings for quick energy foods or alcohol. Now, mentally, when you're stressed, your lower brain becomes so much more active because it's looking for ways to avoid pain, find some pleasure, and be just more efficient. And that part of your brain will yell at you for donuts and scream that you absolutely shouldn't work out right now. Now, that part of your brain, it is doing its best to protect you. That's how God designed it. Your higher brain, though, if you'll utilize it, still knows that healthy food is what you really need. It knows that for food that serves your body will give you that long-lasting energy and that moving your body will help build muscles and reduce stress. But like I said, when you're stressed, that lower part of your brain that's kind of like a toddler or a teenager makes so much noise that it's harder to make reasonable choices. So that's just a little lowdown on what happens whenever you're stressed. You know, your body is not in the best place and neither is your mind. Okay, so you get it. I hope you get it. Working on your stress is a great investment. And here are some kind of quick, easy things you could do that will give you a huge bang for your buck, okay? I wanted... I broke it down to some ones I know have worked for women that I work with and also for me. All right, let's go through these. There's, there's not a ton of them. And if you want the list, you can go ahead and go to my website, lauraarmandaris.com forward slash podcast. All, all of my podcasts, their show notes are there with links to anything that I link. So it's a great place to go. The first thing that you can do is just cultivate positive habits. Okay. Now habits are things that you can do on autopilot. You don't have to think about it. And your lower brain loves routines because they conserve energy. So if you have healthy habits in place, then you simply follow through with them without having to make decisions about what you should do or shouldn't do. And it really will protect your health. Also, those rhythms and routines are soothing. And this can be your calm in the storm and anchor in the chaos. So develop habits that you can follow through with no matter what and just be proud of yourself. Um, one of my sweet, sweet friends, one of her 
positive habits that she always does is she begins her day with her Bible app, the YouVersion app, and she does devotionals on her phone. And it's so neat because at first this was just like the way she began her day, but over time it became something she did whenever she felt her anxiety levels increase. It was just a natural thing for her to open up her YouVersion Bible app and do a devotional or read some verses. So that's just a quick example. Once something becomes routine or habit, you will follow through with it because that same part of your brain that's screaming for donuts also will just scream for you to do what it normally does. It likes that rhythm. It likes that routine. All right. The next thing is move. I mentioned it earlier. Moving reduces stress. (laughs) Exercise relieves stress and it helps your body become stronger and better able to cope with stress. I personally feel that exercise is like my steam valve on my pressure cooker. Or really, let's be honest, my Instapot. It's like the steam valve on my Instapot. You know, as I pound my feet on the treadmill or do pull-ups or sit-ups, I can feel that pressure in my body start to go down. Plus, when I'm in shape... I simply have more endurance and my body can cope with a lot more situations without feeling overtaxed or giving out. And interestingly enough, and this makes sense, whenever I have that extra physical endurance and stamina, my brain does function better. Even in those situations, it might be full of like a lot of extra stress or trauma. I just have ability to get through it better. That And all of that, you know, just prevents extra stress from building up. All right, the next one is get a massage. Oh, yes. Either going to a professional, asking your spouse or um, somebody else that lives with you to just, like, rub your shoulders, or using an at-home device, getting a a massage sends these amazing signals to our brain that we're okay. It eases that tension that's built up because of the stress. Um, and our muscles, so after a, a day or several days of dealing with situations, making decisions, whatever, our muscles will actually retain tenseness and, and it'll build up. And whenever you start to work out the tension, it's so neat because it sends signals to your brain that, hey, our muscles are not as tense. Therefore, we must not be as stressed, even if the situation actually hasn't changed, um, but your muscles are more relaxed, then you will start to reduce your levels of cortisone in your body and everything. It's just amazing. God is, I love it that God gave us so many great things that we can utilize to help ourselves. So, um, like I said, if you get a massage, it'll just send signals of pleasure and comfort to your brain and it'll stand down that red alert. It is so powerful that it can relieve tension and stress even when the situation is still going and your brain-body connection is utilized in an epically powerful way. Okay, the next one is meditate or do breath prayers. So that means you're really going to connect to your breath. Um, I've said it before on this podcast, but your body is your connection to God's presence because the way our body feels only exists in the here and now. We can't feel what we felt yesterday or feel what we're going to feel tomorrow. We can actually only feel what is happening in our body right now and our breath. The breath that God breathed into us is the way we connect with the present 
moment and it's just so beautiful. So deep, slow breaths calm down our system and they connect us to that present moment. My favorite thing to do is called breath prayers. It's developed by, it was developed by Bill Galtier, or I read about it first from Bill Galtier's work. For example, you can breathe in the words, thy kingdom come, and then breathe out, thy will be done. Just for a few minutes, just in, thy kingdom come, and out, thy will be done. So it's the first part, or um, it's, yeah, it's the first part of the Lord's prayer. This connects me to the present moment and my body and God who is always with me. They are there and I reconnect when I do that. Okay, and one reason this is so powerful is it can be done anywhere and it doesn't require a huge investment of time. It's. I also enjoy meditating. I use the Calm app on my phone and I often just lie on my bed for a self-guided five-minute meditation while I listen to ocean sounds and concentrate on my breathing. I also feel rejuvenated and refreshed after I do this too. And sometimes this is what I prefer to do because there's no thinking involved um, and that can be really nice. Okay, the next thing you can do is get physical and it is what it sounds like. If you're a hugger, go get a hug. I love embracing my children or snuggling up with my husband whenever I feel stressed. I'm always amazed at how quickly it changes how I feel. Now, as a little disclaimer, one of my highest love languages is physical affection. So this makes a lot of sense for me, but even women that I work with who are not physically affectionate find that spending some time like stroking a family pet or just sitting next to someone they love can do all lot to calm down their stress levels. And the last one is sleep. Sometimes the best healer to stress is simply sleep. Go to bed instead of trying to trick your way into everything being okay by watching that next episode of Grey's Anatomy or playing one more game on your phone. I know it's so tempting because when we're doing those things, we're we're like a little detached from what's stressing us, but we're not healing at all. So instead, let your brain and your body just rest. I have found that during more stressful seasons of time, um, I... I might even need more sleep than normal, and I can sleep nine hours of more given given the chance if I'm in a stressful season. This is hard for me, though, as a high achiever. I hate sleeping when I could be doing something, but I also know that I'm more kind and more productive when I'm getting enough sleep. Okay, my sweet sister, I'm just going to recap for you, that for you really quickly. The things you can do that are really going to help with your stress levels are cultivate positive habits you can do on autopilot. Move, move your body, get a massage, meditate or do breath prayers, hug someone, stroke a pet, get physical, and lastly, sleep. I hope that today's episode gives you some clarity and some tools to use when tackling our stress levels and some understanding that addressing this issue really is important and really worth investing your time into. All my love, we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends if it was helpful. I love being here for you. Visit my website to read more about my life and my work at lauraarmandaris.com. 
That's L-O-R-A-A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. And of course, you can always find everything linked in the podcast notes. This life coach is not a licensed health professional. Always consult your physician or mental health professional when considering health changes or weight loss regimes.